Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. So we are in the week of Thanksgiving. I don't know how you gentlemen feel about this particular holiday. And when I'm referring to gentlemen, I'm referring to Vinnie Henke from Valley Life Community Church and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley RPCNA and Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring. Gentlemen, how where does Thanksgiving rank on the holiday spectrum for you? Very favorite. Top um, notch. Try to stave off Christmas as long as I can so that we can give Thanksgiving its due. Number one in my book. I just I've always enjoyed it, loved it. Thanksgiving is always a special time of the year, particularly, you know, you draw family together, but you know, I some of my fondest memories growing up were uh, Thanksgiving Day. My dad would take me out in the early in the morning. Uh, we'd get out of the house. You know, we lived in Ohio, and you know, there oftentimes there was snow on the ground. But uh, we'd go out and do rabbit hunting. Yeah, you know, we mm. just it would it was just a you know it was a dad uh, moment uh, for me, and then you come back. Having been chilled to the bone, uh, you come back into a warm house that you know with all those smells and aromas, and um, you know. So, to me, li- uh, you know, coming up on Thanksgiving, I, in one sense, I live in the past of past glorious, beautiful, <clears throat> wonderful days, and uh, still have that ex- that expectation uh, for a Sunday, uh, for a for a um, time together with family. And in our house, we usually open the door and have others with us uh, on Thanksgiving Day. So it's uh, just a it's just a wonderful time around a table. Hmm. Vinny, what what are you most thankful for? If I you, you can't say God or your salvation, what what else would you put in into that? Yeah, I'd say over this last year, it, it's probably the the fellowship of the saints, the the brothers and sisters in Christ that we inherit as a, with the family of God. Um, just in particular, our experience this year, we we've, we've been super blessed to be Christians and to be in Christian community. Um, our burdens have been lighter because we haven't had to carry them alone, and our joys have been multiplied because we've gotten to share them with others. So mm-hmm. I think for me, that's that's the biggest top of the list this year. We're going to be looking at a passage in 1 Thessalonians 5. Paul is going to give some pretty rapid-fire commands. I actually think this section of of Paul's writing is, I don't, I don't know, maybe one of the, the, the most unappreciated hmm. sections of, of Paul's writing. There's so much from, from 12 to 24, there is so m- much richness in the text um, and I think it's because maybe the neglect is that they come so rapid fire mm-hmm. that when people deal with the text, there's so much there because they're so short and pithy. Little staccato statements, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that somehow nobody slows down enough to to really pause on each of the things that are there. But 
beginning in verse 16, um, actually I think verse 14 is one of the best summations of the work of, of leadership in the church. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. And I just think that's a gorgeous summation of the yep. work of, of leaders within the church. But not the point of today. Verse 16 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So let's step back and just answer. Ask and answer the first question, what does it mean to give thanks to God? I think it's an inward disposition of, of gratitude for who God is and what he's accomplished, and then an outward expression of thanksgiving in terms of in, in obedience to him. And whether that's uh, practical decisions for obedience uh, daily, uh, or just an announcement of thanksgiving and praise and giving your worship to him, spending your time, talent, energy for his glory and not your own. It's interesting that it follows on pray without ceasing, and you know one of our catechism will would say that you know prayer is the first part of thanksgiving you know one of the the way in which we do give thanks to him is we come back in dependence in prayer we 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 do that through the words as we praise him for who he is, where we we acknowledge who God is, where we lay out our own requests before him. And then we can give him thanks because, you know, what what he provides for us are, is going to glorify himself, but it's also going to be for our good. The text says that giving thanks in all circumstances, this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Why is giving thanks to God part of the will of, of God? I think all three of those, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. I don't think just giving thanks is, but giving thanks is part of God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Why, why is that so important? I think an aspect of giving thanks is an acknowledgement of the one that you're receiving things from. No, we don't. If, you know, I'm get myself a glass of water. I don't give thanks to, you know, my son or something like that who was standing next to me. You know, he didn't do anything. You know, it's, we, in giving thanks to be, someone. It might be fun <laughs> to start doing that, right? however. And just look on his face like, what are you talking about? But when we give thanks, we are, just at the very core, we're acknowledging that we have received something. And when we give thanks to God, and as, as you know, both Vinny and Jonathan have, 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 and they're both talked about of, just that daily aspect and then just uh, that mentality of, of giving thanks to God in, in, in prayer. I mean, we're, we're coming to him of just acknowledging he is the source of all good in our life, like everything, even the hard things, which we might get to, you know, in future episodes in more detail, but it's uh, even those things are ultimately for our good that he is working in us. And so in that way, we can give thanks in all things. Maybe, maybe let's just pause there for a moment. Does God actually really mean all in this is this text is this just him you know using hyperbole give thanks in all circumstances surely that's not to be read literally well i i would go back to romans chapter 8 where where we you know many of us know this passage uh, we know that for those who love god all things work together for good 
for those who are called according to his purpose. Uh, there is a, you know, all things work together for good. He's not saying that all things are good. He's saying that all things work toward our good. So, you know, even the difficult circumstances that come into our life, um, we, we do know that because God is in control of everything, those things have passed through his hands first. They, they're filtered into our life according to his purpose for us. And it's designed, and they're designed to make us holy. They're designed to make us more dependent upon him. They're designed to uh, give us opportunities of service. They're designed by him for our good. So that's why we can give thanks uh, even in difficult uh, circumstances. I I wished I had the exact quote, um, but Matthew, I think it was Matthew Henry, was... um, he was he was robbed on uh, on uh, on his way to a preaching event, and he, and uh, his response was, "Well, I thank you, uh, thank you, Lord, that it was I that was. Uh, uh, let's see, how do you say? I I thank you that I was robbed, but they didn't kill me. I thank you that uh, though they took everything that I had, it wasn't very much. I thank you <laughs> that you know that it was they that robbed me and not me that robbed them." You know, and so in in one sense, he turned it all around. He turned a difficult circumstance into uh, uh, the ability to thank God for it. I think the distinction we can make, too, is that Paul's direction is to give thanks in all circumstances, not for all circumstances, which gives us the freedom to say these circumstances are terrible. They're awful. They're no good. They're bad. But like Matthew, Matthew Henry's quote, it is the redirection that we have a good God despite my bad circumstances. So it requires me to see things from a godly perspective, to take an eternal focus rather than a present circumstance focus and turn my eyes upward in Christ Jesus so that I can seek and find things to be grateful for in the midst of this awful, terrible, horrible, bad thing. Right. That actually sounded like a book that I've read to my children. It's one of my favorites, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Laura Story wrote a song called Blessings. And it says, what if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know that you're near? And what if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? We pray for wisdom, your voice to hear, and we cry in anger when we cannot feel you near. We doubt your goodness, we doubt your love, as if every promise from your word is not enough. And all the while, you hear each desperate plea and long that we would have faith to believe. Mm-hmm. And I just think there's some good insight there. Um, I heard Sinclair Ferguson once say that it's hard to correctly judge God's love in providence while we're going through the circumstances of our life. What we need to do is go to the cross to understand the love of God. And I found that to be helpful, that sometimes we're in the midst of circumstances and we say, well, I can't thank God in the middle of this. But sometimes I think that the reason why we can't give thanks is because we're trying so hard to understand it all instead of just trust. Well, that, that trust was something that John Newton had. He actually said, you know, he wrote a hymn, you know, and one of the lines in it is, behind a frowning providence, he hides a smiling face. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we look at circumstances, uh, you know, in fact, 
the whole thing about thankfulness is getting your eye off of the circumstances to the one who, and put it on the one who controls all things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where Romans eight, circling back to what John, where Jonathan was earlier, that's where I think uh, Romans eight is so important that the steadfast love of God is sure and steady and true. It, it's unchangeable. Yeah, we're told that nothing will separate us from the love of God. None of the none of the trials and tribulations and circumstances in our life are going to separate us from that. And that's why, in the in the all things, we can we can take comfort. In fact, I actually have I have a routed sign. All it says is all things, and it and it's over the door uh, going out of my office. You know, I can trust God in all things. Mm-hmm. Um, I can. Praise God in all things, because I know that all things are working out according to his purpose and plan for me. Yeah, I think a demonstration of this perspective, uh, thinking of Paul when he writes to Timothy in his second letter, he's in prison in Rome awaiting execution, and he he gives his young uh, son in the faith these words in verse 8. He says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. Paul had such an eternal God-centered perspective that he was able to see his imprisonment not as a punishment from the Roman government, but as God, the author of his circumstances, placing him there. He sought purpose in it. Another thing that he says here in 2 Corinthians 4 is, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellence of the power of of the power may be of God and not of us. We are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed and uh it's a summary of at times of the christian life and the hardships that we face and we will continue this tomorrow see you then